Hi, I'm Joel. And I'm Kishan. And this is Tea for Two. This is our BFF podcast where we talk about anything from science to popular culture, the arts, and life in Singapore. Hi everyone, it's me, Joel, a playwright and performer. And it's me, Kishan, a science educator. And welcome back to T42. It is our best friend podcast where we talk about whatever, whatever the funicular. Funicular? Funicular. What we kind want. Of word is that? It's a great word. You know what a funicular is? Uh, it's a train wannabe. Uh. No, it's not. <laughs> it's a way to get up a hill and yeah, incline. It's like, a, it's like a train wannabe, long. It's like you, but you only have two stations. No, where I'm. <laughs> I've just always found the word very strange and can never find it in my head when I need it. Really? It's like when you're walking through a place where there's a funicular, right? Which yeah. is like two places on earth. And you're like, where's the... Uh, uh, and, and then, then now this kind of useless context where we're making a show, the word pops into my head. Yeah, right. It's always yeah. there. Very strange. Yeah, correct. It sounds like an adjective, but it's in fact a noun. <laughs> correct. And at this point, Actually, we have like fully gone on too long about funiculars. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares well, anymore, Welcome back to the show, dear listeners. How are you this week, Kishin? I've been good. I've been good. You know what? Mm. It's the school holiday. Amazing. It's that so time of the year. It's that time of the year. Yeah. And I feel unshackled, unburdened, and all sorts of things. Yeah, until you go back to school. Until I go back Two to school. Two weeks later. Shut up. <laughs> no, I, don't know. I think I've got four weeks, lah, but there's still a lot of work to do in between. But oh, yeah, you know what? Yeah, you've got your cruise coming, right? Yeah, i got my cruise <laughs> coming, and I can just do the work in my own sweet time, so I'm happy about it. Yeah, isn't that amazing? Don't you wish there were more work from home opportunities for yeah lah, but I mean we're shackled to the classroom and the kids, right? So a bit difficult lah. Don't say you're shackled to the kids. The boys are listening. <laughs> <laughs> More importantly, people are listening. People are listening. <laughs> people yeah. Are li- people <laughs> wink wink nush nush. <laughs> How are you, Joel? How am I? I am okay. I'm missing London a lot. Yeah. Yeah, which is like natural lah, because I love like London at this time of the year when oh, it's me cold too. and bleak and fully Dickensian. You have the summer period, but I love the winter. Oh, uh. it's something else. I think it's because we grew up in a tropical. And then it's really like the experience of that kind of like misery is quite new to us, <laughs> right. right? And I just love. I oh read it. I read I all the when I went to when I first moved to London, I bought like five hundred coats. I was there for this fur coats, mine. You know, like you know, you go to like a secondhand shop in London, it's just full of fur coats. Yeah, all these old ladies who die. Correct. And then you yeah. say like, mm, this is delicious. I want yeah, it. I want this fur. And then you walk around. I just hope you don't walk past a pita activist because <laughs> they will egg you. They oh, will. They egg will egg you. you yeah. No egg you. Oh, they will egg you? With vegan eggs, la. I don't know what they use. You That's know, bizarre that pita people would egg you. Maybe not egg. La. <laughs> Maybe something else. Like, stab you. <laughs> You're crying when they go full out stab. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, it's time for our very first segment. Are you home? Shirley. Shirley, where are you? Shirley, go home. Shirley. It's Shirley, a segment where we single out an aspect of life in Singapore that either fascinates or horrifies us. Often both. And this week, we are talking about everybody's favourite home furnishing destination. Correct. Ikea. Oh, Ikea. Is it? Ikea. Okay, to Ikea. start off with this section, we need to clarify the pronunciation. Okay, right? so okay, I- how have you always pronounced it? Uh, Ikea. Me too, Ikea. <laughs> Ikea. And then all those like Atta snobs would say, it's not Ikea, it's Ikea. It's or Ikea. Ikea, whatever. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. So, okay, today on this podcast, we are going to definitively tell you how to pronounce this right. word. So, we looked it up and yes. apparently it's pronounced 
IKEA. IKEA. Yeah, IKEA. IKEA. Yeah. I stand vindicated. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, it's like、Ikea. those snobs are wrong all of this time. Yeah, so you、like, say this kind of thing, right? You don't try and tell people how to pronounce yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, I will still call it IKEA because I'm now very used to the way that's pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. No, I can't say IKEA. I say IKEA. You cannot say IKEA. I can't. I just it's just pretentious、Ikea. to me. It's like even、oh. more pretentious than the the actual shop. Okay lah. So、true. are we gonna? Okay. So for this episode, are you gonna say IKEA or IKEA? I don't know. I'll see what happens lah. <sighs> I just got to <laughs> just gotta get on with it. Okay. <laughs> like okay. The reason why I'm interested in talking about IKEA is because like I've recently redone my room. The bookshelves that you got beautiful. What、yeah. are they called? Hemness. <laughs> Hemness. H E M N E S, and I think,、Humness. and I think that is、uh, the best segue to、Humness. maybe the first thing <laughs> that we want to talk about is, or、oh, maybe the names that they have for the furniture. Oh my god! Actually, like, what Scurrog, yeah, Grago. They all sound like Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can, okay. To this day, can't imagine why a bookshelf would be called Billy. For example, yeah. So I, I actually thought they were named after people. Oh, like the designer, like the, exactly, like the designer or the person that construct them. So I don't know. I don't know. I always find it very interesting to go around. IKEA and then like to pronounce all the names and、yeah. say, "Oh, look at this!" Yeah, Lord of the Rings characters. <laughs>、like、I'm pretty sure there's a Balrog somewhere. You know、IKEA. what?、It's、great. That sounds great. <laughs> But like, I want to start off this segment by talking about all the things I hate about IKEA. Oh, because like I had to go as, as I was saying, like I I was redoing my room, right? So I have to make multiple trips, and thankfully I live very near to the Tampines,、so、one, so I can walk over.、Mm. And I went on a week. A、uh, day afternoon, right? Right. I was just not prepared for that. The level of like tomfoolery. Like it was so crowded. Tom Fullery. Okay, first of all, let's remember at um was it Circuit Breaker Phase One or Phase Two, right? Yeah. Like there were queues <gasps> forming outside IKEA、you、during、right. the peak at、yeah. peak of the global pandemic. There are people who nonetheless thought that、no. somehow it was important to go to IKEA. It wasn't. It wasn't. It was. Before circuit breakers set in, I,、ah. I believe I believe before circuit breakers set in, before the schools were closing, many parents were lining up outside IKEA to get necessary furniture to transform their home into suitable places for their children to carry out school.、Oh, and you know, on some level, I understand, and that proves our point because where do people where do what do people think of the moment they want to buy furniture? IKEA lah. IKEA. IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are going to resolve this creative difference <laughs> if we are to carry on. I'm gonna just say IKEA. Okay, IKEA. Okay, I try. Anyway,、yeah. so I went there, right? And、yeah. it was like mind-boggling to me just the amount of people who are there on a weekday afternoon. Yeah, it's true. Swarms of people. Yeah, you know the way it's laid out, right? Like、the、a maze. Yeah, the first part you go in is like the showroom, right? Where it's like. The walkway is literally one meter wide or something. Yeah, and it's like how do you socially distance in this space? You literally you can't.、Are? You can't. So you are can't. people like just. Not socially distanced. No, you, if if there's going to be a super spreader event, it's going to be IKEA. Because <laughs> let me tell you, even on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m. and it was very hot, right? There were、yeah. people like just there, like looking at their their future home. Yeah, I love the optimism of it. It's like we're in the middle of a deadly pandemic. The future has been erased, <laughs> and here we are, you know, planning, planning. for the future. <laughs> I am great. And then now school holidays are more right, so there are all these kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't know. I actually like the layout of IKEA because, like, you what? No, because I find it very fun in a way. Because it, okay, even if, if the if the circuitous route for you is too much, there are shortcuts. What in the in the in the routes? Like, they, they, if you look at the map, right, you can say, oh, you can take a shortcut here, and you can bypass the the、oh, various right, different、yeah. venues,、sure. right? So just look out for the maps, lah. What I cannot stand in IKEA is the fucking people who walk so fucking slowly. Oh, tell me about it.、Sis. Please go home. <laughs> no, this is a problem. Yeah, in I can't、Singapore. stand it. In general, yeah, the walking with zero spatial awareness of people around、it. you. So here, there, I was in IKEA, right? And 
um, we were going through the house plant section and there was this boy because of course there are kids swarming the area because it's like this is where parents bring it's their kids it's a family event it's a fun fair Ikea is basically home entertainment ah. Correct. something for the kids I don't know what is there for no, the kids no there's Universal Studios and then there's Ikea yeah, <laughs> yeah and Ikea is free free yeah mm. you don't even need to buy anything fact, a lot of people who are there are just like not even buying anything right it's a way to spend the afternoon yeah it's also like Oh, Pinterest but IRL because you go there for inspiration. You know what? Right? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Anyway, wait, so I was talking about this boy who was like, what, maybe nine or ten, and he was like wearing those kind of wheelie shoes. Do you remember those? Oh, I hate those. Yeah, it's like, sorry, girl, those shoes are so 2010. Yeah. <laughs> why are you wearing them now? And also, like, why are you trying to make it work in IKEA? So he's there struggling to get his wheelies to work, right? So he's making yeah. this very obscene gyrating movement, which <laughs> no child should make. <laughs> and then his whole clan. His whole family of 10, right? Just like encouragingly indulging this little boy to like, oh, you can do it, you do it. And then they're all walking at the same pace so that he can like, you know, try out his wheels, right? And they're standing in a line across this narrow walkway. That is what I hate. And just like, excuse me, are y'all are y'all a K-pop girl group? <laughs> Why do you need to stand in no, a line? Do you call these people out now? I will call you know. I will say, no. excuse me, please don't stand in a line. I was I was pushing one of those like carts, not the not the trolley, Just but you know the push the, them straight to the I family. I should have. Like, I almost like ten pin bowling. I I've been working on myself, so I'm trying not <laughs> to be that person. But like I would, I was this close to screaming. Because yeah. I was also having a panic attack. Because I hate crowds. Yeah, I, I was having a major panic attack about how many people there were. I was sweating. I understand. Which you know irritates me. Right? Yep. And so it's one and, thing after another. And then this little wheelie boy just really taking the fucking piss out of the whole thing. I'm just like, I almost screamed, why the fuck are you here? Yeah, and you know what? I see people, sorry, I'm going on a rant now, but no, you know like, rant away. It, it infuriates me to see people in Ikea carrying, you know, in their hands and in their baskets. You know, they came all the way here just to buy what? Plate. Why? No, there's nothing wrong with that, sister. No, or like, or like small items No, like. there isn't Again, there's nothing wrong with no, that No, there's everything wrong Because it's you just, know what you should do? Order online No, maybe some people Don't know how to use the internet let Oh, me, I'm sorry let You me don't just, know how to use the internet No Just There is nothing wrong with this It's just that If you are only going to buy A plate and fork You clearly knew, knew What you came here for Take it Go to the checkout And fucking leave Yeah, don't wander Don't meander <laughs> Don't do this Oh, I'm still angry As you can tell <laughs> I'm still angry From the little boy in the wheelie I'm Because amused. his family Were carrying one potted plant and like and like this whole clan had come yeah, down yeah. buy one potted plant maybe a fork yeah okay I mean a bit of a shout out here because I think uh like to everybody who who cannot walk properly or, or have no idea that you're not walking properly if you are occupying the entire the entire lane maybe take a please take, stay take at a home moment, take a moment and please think, stay at home what are you doing stay at home yeah what are you doing please stay at home yeah oh you know the same thing is there was a statistic that I found recently right. Not recently, I've known this statistic for a while. Yeah. In some study that was done years ago, Singaporeans were found to be amongst the world's fastest walkers. Bullshit. The spit take I did when I saw this statistic, right? Anybody who has been to Singapore and has walked through that underpass connecting Orchard MRT to Takashimaya. I know which one. You know which one? So that is the worst slow. fucking like underpass in it. Singapore and the people there <gasps> do not understand that the name of the game is to get through it and yeah. you know what the design <laughs> is wrong because yeah. there are shops on the left hand side yeah, which slow like, people down why do these shops need to exist and also there are shops that are selling useless things Correct. ugly clothes piercings and like 
a shitty stationery. Got piercing ah? Got one got piercing shop. Hey, yeah. good, good to like, know. Like jewelry <laughs> shop ah. And then people are just walking <laughs> as if this, this is the most riveting thing to look at, you know. It's like, oh wow, I need to stop in the middle of this crowded, yeah. narrow underpassageway yeah. and look at these ugly clothes. I know, I don't get it as well. Yeah. Wow. And you know, I feel like the asshole, right? Every time I speed past and then, you know how like when you overtake someone and then you, you always oh, no, it's a, no there's an aggressive nature yeah. to overtaking people yeah, and then you always feel very paisley right when you overtake never. and then you both end up at the same like traffic light never you know I, I mean? never feel I feel paisley whenever I overtake we both end up at the same place because it's just like rush so much for what in the end you still end up stuck here oh. yeah so for me it's very irritating when I overtake then I get stuck behind two people who are just walking so slowly right and then the person I overtake slowly saunters up and there's always that smug energy going like mm, are you emplacing we are both stuck behind no. the same two idiots are you emplacing this smart energy onto them because that's what you you would probably think yeah, yeah, they're no, doing sure. right. I don't know if they're doing it. Oh my god, I'm so upset. I'm just <laughs> upset thinking about it. Take a beat, oh. sister. <laughs> and let's cut yeah, back carry to about the topic. Ikea. Okay, so yeah. just Ikea is just full of these people. La. Correct. Yeah. But and no, sorry, sorry, sorry. It's more. Oh, it's a more. pandemic, guys. Oh, why? Everyone, it's a pandemic. No, but pandemic, when can you we went, please can we please like social distance a bit? Yeah. So when you went on Wednesday, yeah. was it extremely crowded? Oh yes. On a weekday afternoon. That is what I said. Mm. That is know, a bit scary. You know, a lot of people there are swarming to eat at the cafeteria. So <gasps> see, that's the thing. Yeah. Okay, so many people. I used to go there. Like, remember when we went in US? Uh, the nearest IKEA was the one at like the Alexandra. The one, Alexandra yeah. one, yeah. And then we would just go there. I remember going there with some friends, and we would eat like, the hot dog and the chicken wings. And then some people eat the meatballs and everything. Mm. You know, that's, that's all we would do. We'll Basically, go, the processed food. Like, yeah. The processed food. <laughs> we would go straight to the cafeteria, eat and then go home. Correct. You know, and some people still do that. Yeah. And I hear a lot of things about the meatballs. Lah. But uh, you know what? Not What? The, the, the meat- horse meat. Uh. <laughs> the meatball is made of what? It's made of pork. Horse meat. <laughs> no, it's not made of horse. It's made of pork and it's made of beef. Mm. And every time, every time I always think, why is the meatball made of meat that two groups of people in Singapore cannot eat? Correct. So it's, it's the most racist. It's the most racist, racist meatball, meatball ever in the uh, world. Uh, uh, Indian people cannot eat. Then uh, Hindus cannot eat. Then uh, Muslims cannot eat. Correct. So excuse me. It's really only for Chinese people. It's really only for Chinese only people. Only for like Chinese yeah. people and the whites. Chinese people and the whites. Yeah. Uh, correct. God. What's happening there? No, nothing's happening there. Okay, but ha- you've had the meatballs. Are they good? Yeah, they are. No, in fact, okay. Categorically, really? some of the best meatballs I've ever eaten. Wow, really? It's probably the horse meat. I told you. Already. <laughs> No, but I mean, second to that, right? A lot of Italian recipes for meatballs call for a mix of lamb, pork, and beef. All of it? Mm, Yeah. Most most meatballs have some combination of meat, All three, okay. Which is not to say that all meatballs need to have this combination. No, of course. Of yeah, course. there okay. are definitely all chicken meatballs, it's, it's all beef signature. meatballs, and all pork meatballs. It's their signature. Next time I make pork meatball for you. Okay, I would love that. Mm. Thanks. Actually, mm. pork meatballs aren't that good. Okay. I'm so sorry to, say, to break it to you. <laughs> okay, but you know what I love? And okay, I know you've gone on about what you hate about I- uh, Ikea. Oh, I could go on for a lot but longer. Yeah. What I love about Ikea is that it actually inspires me to to do up my room in a particular way. Oh, when you walk through the showroom. When I walk through the showrooms, I feel like, oh, that's a great idea because I sometimes I don't know where to put certain things yeah. and then you need to go somewhere for inspiration, right? right? And so going through Ikea, walking through the showrooms, looking at the things that they have, nev- you never, sometimes you look at things and go like, I never knew I needed this. Mm. And they go like, that's actually an amazing de- device. Correct. Yeah. So but to I be like honest, that. a lot of stuff that these home furnishing company try and sell you you actually don't need but then it produces in you the thought where you go eh I never knew I needed that yeah, in la. fact you don't need it that's all of consumer culture for example, you know what I saw the other day on, like, you know Instagram sends you ads yeah and it knows that I'm on a home like improvement situation so it's sending me a lot of home improvement ads so it showed me like a desktop 
uh, you know, like uh, working desk accessories. Yeah. So it was trying to sell me a a a a a a a rest for my headphones, a stand for oh, my headphones. Why? Which just lets a stand, a little block of wood, and some metal, and on which you can perch. Your studio headphones. Why? He probably knows that we're doing a podcast, and it's like, oh, Joel, and you know, and that Instagram now knows that I am fully obsessed with trying to make our outfit as professional as possible, <laughs> yes. right? So it's like this bitch will want a headphone rest. The algorithm, you know what? the algorithm said yes. And you know what? The algorithm was not wrong. You bought it? No, I did not buy it. <laughs> but like the thought did cross my mind. But did I need it? No. No. Where can you put your headphones in your bag? Yeah lah. In I mean, a drawer. Yeah. I mean, it still doesn't take away from the fact that. IKEA is a place that I go to for a lot of inspiration. Sure, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I mean, it. it's, it's really lovely. I know, yeah. like, I went there and I was inspired. And yeah. then, like, shortly after, just like, panic attack. Panic attack. Okay. <laughs> the other thing I like about it is <laughs> that it's cheap. Um, and, come on, it's comparatively cheap to all, like, the other high. The other brand name furniture yeah, yeah, stores. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's not talk about the Me furniture. Pots. Let's no. Let's not talk about the the, the the furniture stores that you know. Sometimes you go like below your block, kind of the uncle that sells the furniture. Oh, Have you ever yeah, seen this? Like the Yam Army furniture. <laughs> Yeah, yeah Yamami furniture. furniture. Those furniture shops. <laughs> no, those that are, one is very ugly. Yeah, very ugly. But uh, they're definitely cheaper than the, than the it's Ikea cheaper ones. cheaper and there's some like aesthetic, right? Yes. Like The design is quite nice. The design is yeah. nice. It looks very atas. Mm. It looks like it, it's how, your, it's how trend, you want your it's home trendy. to be. It follows trends. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I very appreciate that. But you can you do not feel that there is a certain kind of like... You walk into someone's house and you know that everything is from Ikea and yeah. you can kind of feel it. Almost it, got smell. Yeah, and it's a, <laughs> it kind of cheapens it a bit, right? I don't know. You don't think so? I, I actually, it's like the quality of the plastic they use. No, I fully appreciate why people go to Ikea because it's cheap, because it looks good. So I understand if I walk into a house and I go like, oh, that's from Ikea, that's from Ikea. That's from Ikea. I get it. You sure, do you, you know? Sure. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. I, mm. And also the, the other thing that I like that I know you don't like is that I get to set up the entire furniture myself. Oh god, you're alone on this page. Yeah. I yeah. actually really like looking through the IKEA um, pamphlet. Uh, IKEA. Oh, the IKEA, the IKEA like instruction manual, which has no words by the way. Oh, it's just all like pictures. that, just that cartoon man, right? Yes. With the weird face. Uh, it's usually a disembodied hand, and then like and the, they provide the you with one tool with yeah. which to do it, right? And yeah. there are no words, you know. Uh, absolutely no words, and you still understand exactly what to do. And I'm like, this is brilliant. No, it's, it's so, not. No, it's very clever. Sorry, it's, like the cavemen were doing it. Okay, but then you we developed those language. Cave drawings, those cave drawings are basically like instruction manuals. Like, sure. this is how you skin a water buffalo. But they yeah. didn't have to build like complicated, potentially complicated furniture. You, like. you think this is complicated? I think... So I was just like, our ancestors invented the wheel. What's the last <laughs> thing you invented, Kishan? <laughs> I didn't invent anything, but I got produced a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's not very high level. <laughs> yeah, it's not like... Any caveman could do I'm it. I'm still going to say that it's amazing. Whenever I look at the menu, I go like, this is very smart. It's very thoughtfully done. And I just enjoy building building something. Sure. Is so, it sturdy or not? It's sturdy lah. Yeah. So when I build it, I go like, oh, this is really good. And I never had a situation where like, hey, how come I never use this part? So la? I appreciate <laughs> that this is how they pass on uh, savings to customers. Now I get it. And like, uh, I think a lot of people adopt. Right. A lot of people have adopted this model because when I when like I knockdown furniture situation. Yeah, and I appreciate that it'll probably make it very easy to take apart when you need to move. Exactly. That said, though, like I paid for the assembly service. Oh, did the, you? So I bought two massive bookshelves for my new for my room. Right? They look beautiful. Yeah, thank you. I'm just touching it now. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a bell on it too. <laughs> All the bells and whistles. Um, and I I just took one look at it and I was like, I am not assembling this by myself. Why? Could you not have done it? Let me just tell you what the 
So what actually happened? So I paid for the assembly service, right? These two very nice gentlemen came over. Yeah. <laughs> and then? It's like set up a sexual fantasy <laughs> with their drills. Mm-hmm. So like, okay, so they, they can set it up. Then I left them aside, right? And then yeah. I heard drills. Yeah, I heard okay. the sound of electric drills. And I was just like, yep. I would not have you. Right. I did not have an electric drill, so I would not have been able to do that. Sure. And I was just thinking, they took an hour, and these are trained professionals. They took an hour or more to set up these two bookshelves. I'm just like, I would have taken five hours. Sure. I enjoy it. I think to just build something with your own two hands, like this, like not even building from scratch. Like yeah. Did you cut building. down the tree, yeah, shave it down, and make the planks? So I'm I'm not about that life, but about I'm about this partial building life. <laughs> you know, so, maybe okay. you just need to learn how to cook. Yeah. Maybe yeah. That's truly something you make with your own but, two hands. But did Jesus cook? Yeah. Jesus was a carpenter. No, la, Jesus could turn like rock into bread. <laughs> he did, he did, he did. Turn rock he into turned bread. water into wine and he turned oh well, he was tempted during the tribulations when he was cast he went to the desert for 40 days for yes. years. Satan came down and tried to tempt Correct. him, right? But he like, didn't what? Yeah, because he was like, No, I'm here to starve, right? I'm here yeah. to fast, right? And then Satan was like, You could easily turn some bread into uh, some this rock into bread. Correct, but he didn't do he it. He didn't do it. Not because he couldn't. Yeah. Because he didn't want so to. So I'm all about this partial carpenter <laughs> life, okay? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, Jesus, 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 I adore you. Mm. Now it's time for Lukewarm Takes, where two elder millennials... That's us. That's us. Talk about something that's happening in the world. And what's happening in the world right now? Actually, a wonderful thing is happening on Netflix. I've been waiting for this for ages. What like, is it? It's The Crown. <laughs> oh, I actually got shocked, eh? Family. 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 So The Crown Season 4 is on Netflix for those of you who don't know. And for those of you who are fans, you're probably already done with it. Uh, but on top of The Crown, we so we are fans of The yeah, Crown. Yeah, I love The Crown. Yeah. It's weird, right? Because it's like, I never thought that I'd be that interested in the royal, the British royal family. And yet, there's this really finely hewn piece of TV yeah. that's so exquisitely made. It's beautiful. The performances are gorgeous. Oh my god, and yeah. like, I can set aside for a moment my own kind of anti-monarchy um, feelings and politics and go, this is really good yeah. dramatic TV. Correct. Yeah. So the question, the question basically is like, why? Why do we feel so drawn to the monarchy? Why do we feel drawn to partake in like shows like The Crown and feel so excited about watching right. for it? So this is a good question, right? Because yeah. like, um, some random anonymous person once came up to me on my Instagram going like, I really love your writing, but hey, what do you think about The Crown? Is it just like a colonialist hangover or whatever? Oh, interesting. Yeah, I was like, uh, maybe? Maybe leh. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, so I think the wider phenomenon of why people are so fascinated with the monarchy, even in the UK when I, you know, when I talk to people, it's like this is like fascination with an older vision of society and civilization okay. where there's like a nobility to it and a grandeur mm. and the idea that you know there's a tradition that harkens back many generations right. there is a, there's a very deep sense these are people deep who, history yeah, there these are people who have like this deep history like um, bound in their blood right but to my I mean I, I'm allergic to the idea because everybody has deep history in their blood yeah but this yeah. is very out, this is very out in your face, very open yeah. in your face, right? The the, the, the rituals that they have, the, the changing of the guard, the, the, the opulence, everything is so in your face yeah. that while everybody has their own sense of deep history, this is yeah, it's elevated face. on a pedestal, la. and that's uh, yeah, and, yeah, and, and that's, that's and that's why we have a problem with monarchy, sure, right? Because of course, it's like, yeah. what have these people in fact done to mm. deserve all of the 
you know the lavish resources and um, privileges that are thrown at them and then further to that like why are we continually fascinated with the culture around them that we produce TV shows and documentaries sure. you know my, you know how like every time like there's um there's some, some like kind of like Prince William or Prince Harry gossip right on the BBC they'll have like yeah. they'll in, no, or some talk show they'll invite some like royal expert to come on oh, and, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's like yes the royal family does like to take their tea at four <laughs> And that Prince William loves the colour green. And people lap it up, you know? Yeah, it's like you ever wonder who these royal experts are. Anyhow one lah. Yeah, I, I, I just think that they're like uh, someone who once delivered a sandwich to the house. <laughs> like Uber, some Uber Like East, on an yeah. Uber. It's like, oh, I delivered, like, I, I delivered this sandwich to Buckingham Palace. Correct, I delivered yeah. pizza. Yeah, I delivered pizza. Yeah, at four in the morning to, to like Harry. Like, to, to Harry in his like Soho flat. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I know everything about him. But I, I don't know, I, I've... I still find that fascinating. And Why? Because okay, because they are so cloistered mm. that we see them behind. We we see them covered over this veneer of opulence, but they are still people. Sure. Right. So, and, but they have such ridiculous uh, rituals around them that yeah. you, that you want to find out. Why why these rituals exist, what these rituals are, and you are human fundamentally. How do you actually feel about it? Because the way you talk, the way you act is so unnatural. Right. And I guess that's why like a show like The Crown is so Alluring. successful. Because yeah. it's like it's doing that thing of giving you a an imaginary behind the scenes look at things that have happened in the public eye, right? Correct. So it's like, oh, what what must the conversations behind these decisions or these controversies must what what what, what, what must they have looked like? Yeah, right? and it gives um, some imagined humanity to these figures who have only ever appeared in the most like abstracted way. Yeah, like sure. you know, nobody really knows who the queen is. Yeah, and yet here is this entire TV show that's like trying to imagine her inner life. Yeah, actually, uh, I was watching an interview about se- uh, season four of The Crown, and the creator actually said because he, I think he gets asked uh, questions about this a lot. Like, mm. how do you know that these are the conversations that's happening? How do you know that? Surely you know, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. Yeah. So he said he, he's not concerned about this. Yeah. He says there is a distinction for him between truth and fact. Mm. So for him, he creates a sense of truth around a fact. He can't. He can't. He can't change the fact right. that that perhaps Diana Diana was killed. Right. You know, but he knows events that lead up to that. So he fills in the truth between the facts to all link, the imagined truth. Yeah, which is the work of up. all fiction. Yeah, right. It's the truth of 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 artifice. Yeah. So right? so for him. Uh, that's what the whole endeavor is about. Yeah, that's fascinating. Um, like he's also the same guy who um created the that movie that Helen Mirren was in, right? The Queen. Oh, really? It's the same yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, I believe it's the same. The same creators like then went on to make the Crown, and so you can you can kind of see like um the the the, the Crown the TV show has a lot in common with. So is he like a queen? royal expert? Is that what yeah. he is? He's one of those people. He's probably like, a royal expert. Yeah, long. Like maybe he like um you know painted their walls once, and then was so <laughs> inspired by the experience that he said, I'm yeah, gonna make a I'm TV just gonna show, make yeah. a TV show, and I need to stay here. No, but you, you know what's interesting here is like I read that the Queen herself apparently is a fan of the show. Are you that, serious? Yeah, yeah, that, and has watched it on television and is quite amused by it, which goes to show that it's like, there's something interesting here, right, about how it's probably not real enough that the real people portrayed in the show can actually enjoy it because ah. they're seeing only versions of themselves. So only heavily dramatized so and for probably them it's, fictionalized it's still fiction. So it's it, probably fictional enough for them to kind of get into it. That's intriguing that because the queen watches it. Because it'd be uncomfortable. It's like if someone were to like sit us down and do a very thorough interview of our lives and then make a biopic, right? It'd be it's, quite uncomfortable, It's very right? uncomfortable to watch it. Yeah. yeah. But she, you're saying that she enjoyed it. I mean, that's what I read lah. That that's, she apparently is a fan of the show. That's really, really you interesting. Thought, haven't you wondered about this? Because no, now I have. They're, they're, like, they, they are now in territory, right? 
everywhere. I mean, they've always been in this territory where they are making a, a a show about like people who are still alive, yeah, who are you know well you know well known public figures, right? Have you ever wondered like what it must be like for these people to be watching their lives played yeah, out? Yeah, correct. I mean, it's always centered around Queen Elizabeth, right? Right. So. Uh, so so she, this is literally her entire life story, yeah. right? So she, she from season one, it's just her. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I I you're right. I always thought about that. Like, how is she taking it? Is this real? Is she angry? I always thought like, is she upset? Could she sue? Especially, uh, especially with the earlier seasons with yeah. the father, uh, because that was a very a delicate relationship yeah, yeah, yeah. that they both had, right? Yeah. So I don't know if, if if it was portrayed wrongly, would she be upset? On some level, though, like. I feel that okay. So the show does this very interesting thing in its early seasons, where it's talking about how the 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 crown as public office and as a symbol is yeah. separate from the crown from the queen as a person. So you know she's told you have to put aside all of your personal everything to represent this like oh the symbol idea yeah. of the yeah. crown. So I feel like there's enough separation between her public life and her private life right. that something like a project like this makes sense because like you know yeah um, I, I see what you mean. Mm. So. Whatever that's portrayed on the crown, the show, uh, on the of the personal life, yeah. based on, and like, that's why she yeah. can view it and go like, "Ha, huh, that's amusing," Perhaps. because it's maybe not me. Perhaps that's interesting. I don't know. I've always just found it very interesting, like making any and any kind of bio bio film type thing about yeah. people who are still alive. Yeah. And like it's 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 it, I don't know. I on some level I feel like it's that thing where like public figures, especially public figures with whom mm. like uh, these biopics tend to be preoccupied anyway, mm. see the part of their lives to the public. Yeah. Like politicians, especially, right? So like when Lee Kuan Yew died, for example, right? Yeah. A lot of people were like um, equally critical of his legacy as they were mournful of. Oh yeah, um, you know all these. Yeah, people um, both sides of the fence. Right, and yeah, then like sure. so I remember like at that time a lot of people I I posted something really kind of critical of him and I got a lot of hate for it. Oh, did you really? Yeah, like I had to sign out of Facebook, Facebook because it was so bad. Uh, like, oh, I remember yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like, uh, and many other people were going through the same thing, right? Where they were like, yes, let's mourn him but also let's remember all of this, right? And yep. then they were like, can you have some decency a man just die? And on some yep. level, I can respect that but he lived a life of public office. He was the leader of an entire country. Yep. He had enormous power yep. and political privilege that was attached to that position. The position is what we are you know and to some degree the man obviously is what we are criticizing right yep. like a politician seeds part of his life to public critique right they are not they are no longer ordinary citizens yeah they, they cannot run away from that like, yeah. it's impossible and so like you know their life is equally up to scrutiny it's fair it's, game it's la. fair game I feel it's fair game I think so too yeah yeah but I can also get why people were a bit upset la. oh for sure yeah yeah. You know what I feel, right? I feel like this whole fascination with the crown is like they know that she's gonna die very soon. Yes. Yeah. And you know what I feel? I feel like there is a sense that with her will go will very quickly That's go what I think. the monarchy. Like the, the dissolution yeah. of the monarchy. It's like she's the last thing holding it together. It's just right? waiting on it. Because you can see like there's already, it's already fraying at the edges, right? right like what's his name? Harry has already kind of like stepped down from like royal duties. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. he wasn't he wasn't in line in the throne anyway. He was supposed to be like He's the one who married. It's Meghan like Markle, Prince right? Charles and then William. Yeah, Mark- but he's the one who married Meghan Markle. Meghan Markle but yeah. you can see in his like the thing he's saying, right? He's like, I want to lead an ordinary life. I yeah. no longer And there's a sense that there's actually a lot of very anti um royal uh feelings. Yeah, feelings of the UK, be- right? Yeah, and, and actually people were very 
people were very behind Harry when he did, they did that. You yeah. know, they, they were like, "Yes, you do you. Yeah. This is great because it speaks to our anti-royalist feelings." Yeah, and also like, "Yes, you are a human being. Go and live your life." Yeah, and there's a drama to it, isn't there? Yeah, because, I'm like, sure. Even my favorite line on the Crown so far is like, "Watch out for your family. They don't have your best interests at heart." Oh. And this is a story that's played out in the public, right? So you know, it's like the whole like the way like Elizabeth has thrown Margaret under the bus. Oh yeah, amazing. <laughs> and then the way you know the whole thing with Diana. As yeah, well. of course. Oh my god, can we just say how? The Diana thing is so this okay. So this season, the Crown season four is notable because for the first time, I think this might be actually one of the f- the first major portrayals, um, portrayals uh, of Diana. I see, and it's like heartbreaking to yeah, watch because it you is. know what happens to the poor woman. Absolutely, all the time. Yeah, yeah. You, every time you see her, you it's feel like, really sad. You know what I feel? Like? I like scream at the screen. Run, girl, get out of there! <laughs> Just like you see that door, run, run! <laughs> Don't fall in love with him. No, no. <laughs> It's like, it is, girl, it is very sad. I'm only two episodes in, but it's enough already. Same. I feel like there's a heaviness to it. Yeah. Yeah. It's very depressing. Oh and my part, god. They really did a nasty on her, didn't they? I mean, speculative. Hey, the conspiracy theories are there, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. If you go, so like, um, you know, Anonymous, the hacker yeah. collective, right? They have a yeah. Twitter account, right? And so, like, a few months ago, just before the presidential election in the US, they posted some really damning, like, evidence about Donald Trump and, like, um, uh, uh, an alleged. Uh, sexual um, I think a rape An alleged rape case That he had tried to Hush oh, yeah? with money um, And in that same leak They also exposed that Diana had Stumbled upon Like really atrocious Cases of sexual misconduct Within Buckingham Palace oh. and She was aware of what's going and on And she was silenced She was silenced I mean People have said for a very long time no. already that Her death not yeah, accidental Sure people have yeah. said this For many many times she Conspiracy theories yeah. are there But nothing has been proven I think if, if If it is a conspiracy theory I think it's been Hushed up very well Yeah, yeah. I mean come on Like Do you know the whole Who prince, knows the whole la. Prince Andrew drama Oh yeah Come on <laughs> Come on <laughs> She she knew something. Yeah, la, maybe this she will did, one la. day come to light. The truth always comes yeah, to light. Yeah, the truth always does. So maybe with the dissolution of the monarchies. Yeah, all this right. Will and then people revealed. will suddenly reveal, right? Correct. Oh my I mean, god. We don't know. We'll see. I mean, like, what do you think? Like, do you imagine the the, the, the monarchy like that, an institution like that, dissolving? I I do. I actually don't see the use for it anymore. I mean, a lot of people say that oh, this is something to hold them, uh, hold humans to a higher standard. To mm. I go like, no, you don't. What is the higher standard yeah, you, here? You don't I mean, need these people yeah. to hold a higher standard. To you can you can do it of yourself. You can find other. No, people. but also, what is the higher standard that they? they it's the princ- it's the principle of I I don't know I don't know what British people like say like high gentility. I, yeah. I guess I guess it's like what you said before. It's like it harkens back to a day where people looked at. Um, where people valued nobility about right. class and all these things, and I guess a lot of uppity. I guess it also harkens. It also harkens back to a day when a king thought it'd be okay to just kill his wife. Yeah, correct. Right. He got bored with them, <laughs> and Henry then to, the sixth, right? yeah, and then to change the national religion just so he could divorce his <laughs> wife that he correct. got bored with. Amazing. There was so many all the inbreeding. Yeah, he's a great human ideal. Yeah. And then most recently, Prince Andrew, the alleged like uh, child fucker. Yeah, al- alleged, alleged child alleged, fucker. Alleged, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. So you know, all for it. No, may- not, not for it. All for this dissolution right. of the monarchy. But then that yeah. makes it so weird, right? Like enjoying the show as much as we do. I really do. <laughs> because enjoy are we it. not playing into yeah. the culture of fascination with these people who are really not that interesting? Uh, I don't know. See, I-, I think it is not just so much their history, but how it is portrayed. Mm. I think the fiction of it is extremely right. enjoyable because let's not forget that this is also a show and it's also it's so beautifully produced and so beautifully directed right. that you just sit down and go like, oh, I and miss the actually, UK. And it actually has a bit of an edge to it in that it is saying 
quite quite critical things of the monarchy. Yeah, it right? is. Specifically, like there is a, a, a very strong tension between personal freedom and the will of the family. Yeah, that's at work here, right? And I think we also enjoy seeing that, right? Seeing them like suffer a little yeah. bit. Yeah, actually, you know what the best part of the crown is? I know what you're gonna say, Julian. <laughs> Oh my god Gillian Anderson She is as Margaret Thatcher Fucking amazing like, That oh, woman Oh your, yeah. your majesty She's so good Your majesty She surprised me so much As an actress Because I never knew She had this range Because you know, you know her Mainly from X-Files right? I knew her growing up From X-Files And then I knew her From something else She did I was like eh, It's the same X-Files woman ah. yeah, yeah. And then um, she did Sex, sex education. education And I was like Look at this wonderful she actress She's actually A tremendously gifted actor yeah. yeah Did not know that Oh I'm so glad She's having a re same and like it's weird she's like I have you know I hate that tribe politics and everything that, oh, that, kind, of, right. yeah, yeah. that kind of conservative um, neoliberal government represents sure. but on the show because of the way drama works she's such an imminently uh, like an eminently human yeah and Empathetic character She was totally humanised And I, I'm just like Fuck you Janet Anderson For making yeah. me feel A twinge of anything For Margaret Thatcher I'm actually rooting for her A lot in this show like, For some weird reason But I said to root for you know she wins Yeah I know she does But yeah, you're, she, you're, you're yeah. playing with the drama la. You're going along yeah, With the whole yeah. thing Yeah it's really really nice Yeah Because like There's a story that they're playing About how she has like Slightly common Like origin She's from a common family sure, And then yeah. she gets Invited to like the, the palace I mean to like This royal Yeah Getaway and you know what's Scotland. weird like, like for all these people Who are Who are very anti-royalist They're probably also Very anti-Thatcher And now you put These two people Together in the room And you're thinking Okay who do I Who do I Like root for And you clearly Want to root for Thatcher Because Gillian uh, Anderson Because she's Humanizing the character So much So it must put people In a very strange nah, I think space you can, I think you can Hate all of them No you think You can hate all of them I think it's very difficult it's To hate Anderson to hate all of them <laughs> it's, Yeah Gillian Anderson Is fine yeah. Right about Margaret Thatcher I'm just like Whatever lah You ended up Like she ended up Like systematically sure. tanking, Unemployment was crazy yeah, all, So much public So many public services In the UK right mm. And then like The current day Tory government Owes a lot of its Like nastiness To her era of politics She was also a good friend Of Lee Kuan Yew and Ronald Reagan, Reagan. Ronald Reagan I yeah, know no, Ronald Reagan and Lee Kuan Yew the three of them were like icons of, in their own way of like a very of specific period of like 90s neoliberalism the consequences of which we are feeling today right now yeah, yeah. so I mean <sighs> God bless you Jaleda Anderson yes. but maybe not so much Margaret Thatcher <laughs> but she's Turns such an amazing performance. Yeah, I mean, like every time Gillian Anderson comes on in the scene, I'm like, okay, everybody, shut up! I need to watch this. Yeah, <laughs> your Majesty. Yeah. Your Majesty. Oh. It's like who talks like that? Truly, only like, like Belzebub. Yeah. If <laughs> if, if you, Belzebub in a blue dress. I mean, if you yeah. if you're not for if you've never watched The Crown, if you you lost interest, I urge you to go and watch just for Gillian Anderson. Yeah, and maybe Olivia Coleman. Maybe Olivia Coleman. Yeah, yeah. I, I love her too. But Gillian Anderson, just go and watch and just understand. Than what we're talking about Yeah that hair That hair has a, Has its own postcode <laughs> That's what we're talking about That hair <laughs> Your majesty Alright it's time for our Third and final segment Bite Size Science Kishin Kuma Singh hey, Mia. Gives us some Bite Size Science To help us 
survive the 21st century. Correct. Yeah, and what do we have for the chopping block today? Oh, today we're gonna discuss the science of love. Ooh, oxytocin? Oh, oxy- no, la, not, no not, that's not the love uh, hormone, right? No, no, you're right, right. Oh, it, it, is, is? it is the love oh. hormone. Well done. Oh, well thank done. you. I didn't know that. But we're gonna take a little bit more social science uh, view on this. Mm. So oh, social science. Social oh, science. Oh, how progressive. Yeah, the, the bastard child of science. <laughs> oh, there we go. It's just, just like ruining my expectations right there. I'm just no, gonna no, order no. some McDonald's and walk this off. <laughs> So there was this uh, social scientist, okay, doc- I can't remember his name, Dr. Aaron or whatever, uh, in the 1990s, who wanted to explore how we can make people fall in love. Basi- uh, the idea of connectedness. Right, or okay? the science of love. The science of love. Right. So he wanted to, see, like, he wanted to dissect this and go like, mm, how can I create this feeling of love or connectedness between two people in a laboratory setting? Which is a really weird thing to do, but if you mm. think about it, that's kind of what social science is about. You know, you take, you take things that you don't normally... take social phenomena. Yeah, and you right. like impose scientific methodology on these things and just, and you see how it stands up, how it holds up. Sure. Right? So what he did was that he did research and he distilled it down to 36 questions. Okay? So listeners, there are 36 questions that you can actually... So the answer to love is 36 questions. The answer to connectedness right. is basically asking 36 questions with a partner. Mm. So listener, just imagine this. Okay, you sit with someone you want to be close to mm. and then you take turns asking... 36 questions with one another and, and answering them. And answer them, of course. Yeah, right. and answer them. And at the end of it, this is where it gets a bit awkward. At the end of these 36 questions, or the process which, of which takes about an hour, you just stare into each other's eyes for four minutes. Wow, that also sounds like, you know, that Marina Abramovic performance artwork at, that she did at oh, MoMA, yeah. the artist is present. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where people sat down, right, stared into her eyes and then like broke down in tears yeah. because of something about her presence that was so powerful. I mean, I would feel scared. La. Yeah. The woman is very, like, got presence on it. No, it looks like she's like a witch. Uh. A bit. Yeah, she's got some, <laughs> bit. Like, some mystical power There's there. some juju there. Right. But I, I, I don't know if this is something like that. Right, so... So I've, like, I've had a look at the questions. You yeah. Know. In fact, we did the, the the test together, right? And it was a very strange experience because it's like, I think it's really calculated for people who maybe don't know each other that well. Correct. Or who aren't, who don't. I mean, it's okay, I love each other very much, obviously, because we've been yes. best friends for so long. Exactly. So when we sat down and did these questions, we yeah. didn't feel like there was any kind of like material improvement no, of our relationship. Not at all. Yeah. So, like what Joel said, right? So we sat down for almost an hour. Right. Okay, and we did the whole thing. Mm. And let, let, let me just give you a taste of some, some of, of these, the questions. Some of these yeah. questions. They, they get progressively more um, personal and in-depth. Right? Yeah. yeah. So some of the questions are like, uh, what would constitute a perfect day for you? Yeah, easy peasy. Easy peasy, yeah. right? Then there are things like, uh, for what in your life do you feel most grateful? Again, uh, super easy. And then comes in like, how do you feel about your relationship with your mother? You know? You see, the thing is though, like, I feel like, like, I, I'm very used to talking about my feelings. So, for someone like me, right, like, I'm not sure how, like, this is my, 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 my basic level on a daily basis, right? Like, I will sit this down. This constant yeah, interrogation? Yeah, I, I constantly sit down with people I don't know very well and just, like, open up to them and tell them my whole... Sure, know. because this is how you function. Yeah, it's how I function. Okay. And I, I low-key kind of expect that of other people as well. Right. So, I'm just like, I, I hate small talk. Right. Right. Which makes it funny because all we do on this podcast is like really yeah, kind of like it's basically talk, extended huh? like extended like what was it that uh, someone said about us two kakaks yeah two very drunk kakaks two just, drunk yeah. kakaks just talking yeah <laughs> which is correct so la. like when I was doing the we were doing the question I was just like oh this is a bit boring honestly yeah yeah I mean it's like as much as I I know you were feeling very emotional yeah so yeah. when when I was doing this because I don't interrogate my emotions on a daily level that's not how I function because yeah. I don't need to you know so I understand why you do it Joe yeah. but I, because I don't need to so when I 
when we were asking each other these questions, I you're right that I didn't feel any sort of extra closeness or with you <laughs> or remorse with you because I really love you very much. Yeah. But it's 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 the self interrogation that got me very right. like oh my god got me a little bit feeling all the feels. Right. But to go back to the science of it, I can totally understand where it comes from because I think what the the questions are getting at is vulnerability. Exactly. Where it's like you're putting two people who don't maybe don't know each other very well, who want to get to know each other very well, and forcing them to be in a controlled context, very vulnerable with each other. Yeah. And like vulnerable vulnerability is attractive. Yeah. I think there's something in us that responds to it. Definitely. Absolutely. The term for this vulnerability, right, is actually called self-disclosure. Ah. So there's a social science term where you, on your own accord, disclose something about yeah. yourself. Yeah. You know? And because you are doing it, then the the reciprocal, the, the person that's receiving this information feels that he's, he or she is holding something very fragile in yes. their hands and they need to take care of it. Yes. And that act builds... And uh, a relationship uh, right. uh, A connection rather So here's some dating advice From me right hey, like, Dating yeah. advice uh. So like, I was watching the, I, Okay so like I have shuttled out This site before I think it's called um, Grinder. No bitch <laughs> uh, The school of life uh. um, Which offers some Very interesting Relationship advice right? oh, yeah, So it's like have. How do you make a good First impression On a first date It is to disarm Your date By being vulnerable So it's saying things like um, I'm actually really nervous you know, to your date and then your date and then it immediately kind of like oh, endears endears the person to you. That right? is exactly okay, when you said that, yeah. it immediately brought a smile to my face. Right, it's like because I immediately thought, Oh, that's a oh, real human being. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah. I thought, I'm not you know, it's like stripping down pretenses yeah. and being honest. Which let's face it, right? It's like common sense, lah. This is actually very attractive. But Honesty also, is attractive. not yeah. many people do it because they think they need to put on yeah, a, like a, they puff like it up, a veneer. Right? They need mm. to puff it up, it's right. So uh Doing the opposite of that, breaking down your barriers is just not done. Some people yeah. think, you and know, that's that's the heart of toxic masculinity, isn't it? It's the exactly. idea that like like a very specific vision of masculinity holds that to be vulnerable is weakness. Yeah, it really is not. Yeah, actually, oh. no. Vulnerability is the beginning of healing. Absolutely, and vulnerability is the beginning of love. Right? Yeah. it's when you can allow yourself to be. Uh, wholly open with somebody else that anything happens at yeah. all. So right? you, you know what, dear listeners. Uh, I, I urge you to go and find these 36 questions. You can totally find these 36 questions easily. You just go to like any site, just say 36, 36 quest- questions to love or what? 36 questions to it, love. Yeah. yeah. It's actually not dissimilar, by the way, to another questionnaire that's very famous called the Proust uh, questionnaire. So yeah. it was like. It was uh, 35 questions. 35 questions, sorry. 35 questions that were devised by the French writer Marcel Proust. Yeah. Who basically is just like asking you um, interesting questions about your, you know, your takes and your. And you do it with you know, another person? Not necessarily. You just answer it um, as a way to you know, it's like it's self-interrogation it's self-interrogation la. but it's also like a it's a it's a common interview technique a tactic ah interesting yeah, yeah. so you know what whether it's the it's the Proust uh, questionnaire or this questionnaire 36 questionnaire I think it's worth trying it out with someone that you want to get close to now there's there's an important note here it is not romantic love Right. You can do this with a sibling. You can right. do this with a parent. You can do this with a friend. Uh, and the idea of closeness doesn't have to be romantic intimacy. Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah, so, that, which is why Joel and I did it because we thought, like, let's just try it out and see as friends what happens. Right. Yeah. So, oh, there's something interesting here that I remember reading some uh, other relationship advice today because I was like, Google, you know, like, I have to Google my problems, right? So, I've yeah. been feeling a bit, like, irritated. Many people do yeah. this. I've been feeling a bit irritated with my parents lately. So, I Googled, like, why am I always so angry with my parents? Right. And then yeah, and then like one of the Quora, you know Quora. I know Quora. Yeah. One of the Quora responses was like, maybe you need to like try and find 
a more empathetic way into understanding your parents. So instead of asking oh, them, insightful. instead of asking them, why are they like that? Ask what do they need, right? So when you ask your question, when you ask of someone what do they need, it suddenly opens up like a whole channel. Um, towards empathy, where you're suddenly going like, oh, actually, what they need now is to be listened to, or what they need now is security, or what they need now is to know that they are not like um, irrelevant. Yeah, whatever. I, I think what that question does is mm. it doesn't it takes things from a very uh, like fluffy way, a fluffy thing, a way about thinking things to yeah. something that's more actionable, and yeah. it helps that person vocalize what they need to what they what they want, and also what you need to do for them. Yeah. So that so for, action so, is so important. for example with someone with whom okay so you and I are not a great example because we talk so openly about our yeah. our, our feelings and our relationship with each other. Yeah. But it's like if there's someone you really don't know very well or you have been a bit estranged from, even asking a question like what's your idea of a perfect day could be very illuminating. Uh, yes, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Because then you realize it's an insight into what they treasure and what they need yep. that might actually change the way you relate to them. Yep. Right. Correct. Yeah. So doing this with people that you just starting to know or maybe mm. middle ground Actually, know I think it'd be really interesting to do it with a parent I, I scared yeah. I scared I scared, I scared because to find out the answer because I think I would feel very depressed yeah. because of I, I, the last thing I want to hear is my parents regretting certain things or inner life right yeah, yeah. I, 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 I feel very sad about that oh the God, idea yeah, of it yeah, makes me very, it's sad, very so, sad it's like so I don't even, know even asking yourself the question what do my parents need oh my god oh my god you cannot right I cannot yeah. yeah the idea of it makes me very sad because I don't know what's happening yeah yeah. but then like, maybe once you do know right it's better than better to know than not yeah it, th- yeah. This, uh, I understand I but think it's, it's diffi- very painful the la. difficulty is trying to sit a parent down and go okay we're gonna answer 36 questions together without she will them, not have yeah, time without, go- without them going like huh what my mother's like I don't have time no, I need to this. mop the floor <laughs> <laughs> My mother fall asleep. <laughs> yeah, right. But you know, dear yeah. listeners, do give it a listen, and yeah, if it, do give it a try. Do sorry. give it a try, yeah. and if it's something that worked for you, let us know. Yeah. However, also, if you want to hear, because we actually recorded ourselves we doing did. the we did uh, recording, uh, recorded ourselves doing the the questionnaire. Right. If yeah. you want to hear us, just comment. Yeah. You know, if you uh, maybe like give some money, uh, if we raise fifty thousand dollars, maybe we'll release. We'll the, release. We'll it, release uh, the questionnaire. Oh, deepest darkest secrets to the answer. Yeah, to the questions. There's some very juicy stuff in there. Mm, just chomp, yeah. chomp. Maybe it should be our OnlyFans. <laughs> Kishan, we should do. Kishan, we should do a T for two OnlyFans where only people who pay get paid content. <laughs> then what will we do? Show what? Nipple. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, you want? <laughs> nipple, nipple. <laughs> Smitten kitten. coming at these episodes I this know. Is, if we're doing them every week it just feels like weeks just keep coming Kishin <laughs> <laughs> so weird what? time time just marches on time. relentlessly oh my god that's depressing are we sister. famous yet Kishin are we famous uh, no we're have not. we chatted since we last talked about it we've no probably way. fallen off the charts actually even more. I've stopped checking because yeah, I was like, whatever. like whatever right <laughs> are we ever going to be famous I don't know, I don't know. Dear we, listeners, you know what I, I like what you said what like the way to be famous is that we need to make an enemy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. The way you know you're famous ah, is when you have enemies. Yes. Yeah. So far, everybody who's listened to this podcast, all the feedback we've gotten so far is very positive, it's right? A lot of positive so, love. maybe some of you, can you please just yeah. send us some hate? Throw some hate at Throw us. Throw some hate. Yeah. Tell us what you don't like about this podcast. And and through that, then we know that we're, yeah. no, we've made it. Set up an anonymous Instagram. Yeah, account just hating and us. And just send us hate. Correct. Send us all your vitriol. Thank you. You know? Thank you in yeah. advance. Thank you in advance for making us feel like we're famous. Thank even you. though objectively yeah. we are not. I'm tearing up as we speak. Yeah, Merry Christmas, Kishan. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Joe. And Merry Christmas to you, dear listeners. 
in the month of November. Yes. I know, by the time this comes out, it'll be December already. Hey, no, what no am I saying? <laughs> Sorry, I'm a bit drunk. I'm a bit drunk. Too drunk, kakak. <laughs> <laughs> we will take that part because it's weird. Okay. No, we won't. No, we won't. No, we <laughs> take won't. it out. Thanks, dear listeners, for tuning in to yet another episode of T for Two. This has been Joel signing off. And this is Kishan signing off. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.